located in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. Aspen Snowmass is the focus of today's family vacationer. Sonia Bacarzi is our special guest on episode 38, and it starts right now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, the go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny, and this is episode 38 of the Family Vacationer. Today, we're looking at Aspen Snowmass. Aspen, you've probably heard of, but what is Aspen Snowmass, you may ask, if you're Dr. Seuss. The Aspen Ski Company operates this four-mountain destination that includes world-class snow skiing, snowboarding, and more. Before we get into today's show, we would love for you to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you enjoy the show, we would really love it if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today, we are again embracing the cold and taking a look at Aspen, Colorado. Aspen's a world-renowned skiing center and boasts champagne powder and incredible scenery. Aspen's snowmass consists of four mountains, Aspen Mountain, Aspen Highlands, Snowmass, and Buttermilk. Now, each mountain offers fun and excitement both day and night. And in 1950, this destination hosted the United States' very first skiing competition. You flash forward to present day where the area is finishing up hosting the X Games. Joining us today is Sonia Bicarzi, an account manager with Aspen Snowmass. Sonia grew up in the Australian outback where snow rarely falls on the ground. Instead, Sonia entertained herself by riding kangaroos to school and fighting with brown snakes in the playground. After graduating from the university, Sonia set out on a working vacation to Aspen Snowmass. And it was here that she fell madly in love with the town and the mountains. What began as a one-season working vacation turned into 20 years of a life in an incredible destination. Sonia enjoys skiing, the outdoors, traveling, and is excited to teach her son Griffin to ski for the very first time this coming up season. Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome, welcome. So, Aspen kind of has a reputation as a celebrity hangout, but what makes Aspen, Colorado, Aspen Snowmass a family travel destination? Okay, well, I think first off that skiing and snowboarding makes for the ultimate family vacation because it incorporates a little bit of everything. You've got exercise, you've got the great outdoors, you've got time that you can spend together indoors, and it's a great way to stay connected. Just put your devices down and create family memories uh, and ask Snowmass is arguably one of the best settings for it. And there's a n- number of reasons. To start with the weather. The weather in Colorado is ideal for skiing and snowboarding. We have over 300 blue sky days out of 365. Wow. And because we're far from the ocean and kind of at high altitude, the snow that falls in resort is really which is considered like the creme de la creme of skiing conditions. And to top it off, we do get a significant amount of natural snowfall. The other thing is that the layout of our community makes it really easy for families to navigate. We have the two towns and we have four mountains and there's a free transportation system that runs in between those mountains and the two towns. And the airport is slope side, so you can land at the airport, be at your hotel in under 10 minutes or 20 minutes if it's snow mess. Wow. Uh, the terrain, because it's all four mountains, there's tons of terrain to choose from and it covers everyone, basically at every ability. The schools, the ski schools are amazing. We have the very best ski and snowboard schools. There's the Treehouse Kids Adventure Center at Snowmass and the Hideout and Buttermilk. 
there's a mid-mountain learning area. It's called Elk Camp. It's on Snowmass Mountain, and it's the ideal setting for families. There's other activities like uh, the breathtaking Alpine Coaster and tubing, snow bikes. And in summer, it actually switches over and becomes the Elk, the, sorry, the Lost forest and the snowmass bike park so that means there's other activities like ropes course zip lines rock climbing fishing hiking downhill biking and the list just goes on and there's also been some new development in the base area at snowmass and they've ramped up their family offerings there is an ice skating rink at the base now there's a collective which has a bunch of restaurants and games the limelight hotel snowmass at the base has a real fun family vibe hmm. and they have a little games room with like a mini arcade and they also make terrific pizzas so just to sum it up um, i think there's just a few of the reasons why families love coming to visit did you say a snow bike what is a snow bike yeah i, I want to know oh. all about the snow bike i'm getting interested <laughs> Uh, well, it's set up like a bike, but instead of wheels, it's on skis. Oh. So yeah, it's a challenge. It's fun. It, hey, it levels the playing fields. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I would imagine there's a waiver involved with that. That because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask the yes. obvious question: How do you slow down and stop? <laughs> I, don't, oh, I really don't know okay. anything about snow bikes. <laughs> Sure. Well, the snowbike. So I used to be a kids instructor and I would always teach the kids that it was about shape. Uh -huh. So if you want to step on the gas, you turn up the hill. And if you want to turn on the gas, you turn again. So it's all about the shape of your turn. Use the terrain to help you slow down. See, forget a forget okay. a kids instructor because my kids could figure that out in five minutes. Are there parental <laughs> instructors for people like me who can't, who need a little help? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. There are some, <laughs> yes. There are absolutely parental instructors. Awesome. You can have group lessons. You can have private lessons. You name it. Yeah. Well, I, I told Rob before I, I got the idea in my head that I was going to try to snowboard because I was all into the, this game for a while. I was like, oh, I, I'm going to be fine. I, I can ski, no problem. What's a snowboard? So they kept saying, take the lessons. I didn't do it. And I was <laughs> infuriated within an hour. <laughs> take the lessons. You know, many, many years ago, I, I had the same experience. I actually started skiing when I was, I want to say I was 19. I was in a bar in Australia. I was working and a girl that I was working with turned around. She's like, I want to go skiing this weekend, but I don't have anyone to go with. And I was like, I'll go with you. <laughs> and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I remember I was at Mount Buller at the time and I was on a run called Burke Street, which is their beginner run. And I was just failing miserably. And this, I remember this two-year-old girl skiing past me. Yeah. She made two or three turns, <laughs> took a glove off, scratched her hand, put the glove back on. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. So the, the next day, I got a lesson. And I went from, I mean, that's the reason why I ski today. It's because I got that right. lesson, got my stuff sorted, and headed in the mm -hmm. right direction. And the, yeah. the learning curve was huge. So, oh, yeah. yeah, ski instruction is it's yeah. so necessary if you want to get into the sport. <laughs> it is. If you really want to like it, I, I definitely If you want to like it. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we mentioned in the show open that Aspen Snowmass is actually a collection of four mountains. Can you talk a little bit about each mountain and, you know, what families can expect from each one? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. There's four mountains. There's Aspen, Aspen Highlands, Buttermilk, and Snowmass. And they're all within nine miles from each other. And they're accessible by that free bus system that I spoke of earlier. Mm -hmm. 
there. It's called Rafa. And then all the four mountains are on the one lift ticket, which makes it a lot uh, simpler for planning your vacation. And each mountain has like its own distinct personality as well. So Aspen Mountain, it's suitable for intermediate and above. It's steep. It does have a number of mogul runs or bump mm -hmm. runs. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, there is actually a, an active silver mine within Aspen Mountain. And some of the runs have names like the Mine Dumps or Silver Queen, which kind of pay tribute to its uh, silver mining history. Oh, wow. So Highlands, the next in the mix, it's the local's favorite mountain. And it is also good for advanced and intermediate, but it's known for two things. That's Cloud9, Alpine Bistro, and Highlands Bowl. Um, Cloud9, in a regular year, I will say, is the place to be seen. It's called Ski In, Dance Out, and it has like the ultimate opera scene with Alpine-inspired cuisine. And then Highland Bowl is like a backcountry experience for experts, but with the safety of uh, avalanche mitigation and uh, ski back to lift service. So then both Buttermilk and Snowmass have terrain that's suitable for every type of skier or rider. Buttermilk is a great gem in the mix. This is where I really learned to ski. And it's also home to the hideout, uh, the kids hideout, which is a kids ski and snowboard center. Hmm. And it's... It has more soft rolling slopes with wide open terrain, and it's a good confidence builder. Mm -hmm. And then the last one in the mix, Snowmass, is gigantic. It has more terrain than all of the other mountains combined. I think over the years, Snowmass has probably become my favorite mountain, I would say, um, just because of its sheer size and the variety of terrain. It's an easy place to send families and groups that are of multiple ability levels as well. So we're really lucky to have all four mountains they're all very different and uh, complementary awesome well can you talk a little bit about the history of the aspen skiing company oh yeah sure i read some about that found that fascinating it's really interesting. We actually have a nonprofit historical society in town and they do a series of tours. Aspen is a must for history lovers. It's super interesting. But specifically with Aspen Skiing Company, let's see. So the town it all started with a silver rush in the 1870s. Mm -hmm. And then at the close of World War II, Aspen Mountain actually became a ski resort. And that was 1946. So and not, actually next season, we're going to be celebrating 75 years at Aspen Snowmass. And I'll actually, I'll circle back to that in a little bit. But first, mm -hmm. let me answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> so Friedel Pfeiffer and the Pepkeys had a vision to, to make Aspen a place where people could come and renew their mind, body, and spirit. And it's called the Aspen Idea. And because we already had uh, the most perfect natural setting for recreation, they decided it was a great place to bring the arts. And that was the vision they had when they created the Aspen Institute, the Aspen Music School or Music Festival and School. So after that, in the 1950s, Aspen hosted the first World Cup in the United States. And that brought over 1,500 people to Aspen and it really put Aspen on the map. And then furthermore with the history, like you've already, we've already covered that there are four mountains in the resort, but it wasn't always that way. So to begin with, it was Aspen, Aspen's the oldest. And then fast forward until the sixties when they um, purchased buttermilk and then they also opened Snowmass. And then it wasn't until the nineties when ASC or Aspen Skiing Company, sorry, changed ownership for the last time and they became privately owned by the Crown family of Chicago. And at that stage, they purchased the last mountain in the mix, Aspen Highlands. And that was at that point, they became this single four mountain resort. So. There's the history in a nutshell.
It's very hard to put in a nutshell, by the way. There's a lot more yeah. that's going on behind the scenes. I'm sure. So what are some of the <laughs> other non-skiing related attractions in the area? You know, like what does what summer experience look like in the area? Sure. Well, I mean, there's more in winter as well, really. So like yeah. one of the nice things about as is that you can send a whole group of people here and it's okay if some people don't actually ski because there's so much else mm-hmm. going on. You can, I don't know, shopping, galleries, spas, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, snowmobiling, oh, dog sledding. There's a dog sledding operation up in Snowmass, hot air ballooning. You can go as a foot passenger in the gondolas in Snowmass and Aspen. So, it's just a bonus that we're seeing, you know, that we're a world-class mm-hmm. ski resort, but there's plenty of other options. Yeah. And the summers, well, the summers actually have more visitation, I would, I would, just as much, I would say, than the winter. And there's so many activities to choose from. Hiking, biking, road biking, mountain biking, downhill biking, fly fishing. We have gold medal fly fishing, golfing, horseback riding, let's see, jeeping, stand-up paddleboarding. And another big, big draw to the area is the Maroon Bells. They're considered the most photographed peaks in North America. And tour buses leave from the Aspen Highlands Base or the Maroon Bells Portal, which is what they refer to it in uh, the summer. And then in addition to that, our events calendar is second to none. So jeeping, I have to ask, what, what exactly is jeeping? Oh, it's <laughs> you've got a four-wheel drive vehicle and you want to go up some roads that are not paved into some really cool areas uh, that would okay. be considered jeeping. Nice. Yeah. And you don't have to have, you don't actually have to have your own vehicle. You could go with an operation like Blazing Adventures is a big outfitter that do Jeep tours in the summer. Okay. Hmm. So one. what about lodging? What are some of the lodging options that you recommend for families? You mentioned one. Oh, the Limelight Limelight Snowmass? Yes. That's one of my favorites. And actually just, I stayed there in December and because I have, I have a baby. So I took turns with my husband. He went skiing. (laughs) I stayed with a baby and vice versa. And the location was perfect. So I had to throw in a plug for them. (laughs) But really for lodging, I mean, take your pick. There's everything. There's both towns, Aspen and Snowmass have traditional hotel rooms, condominiums, from budget all the way through to luxury high-end private homes. And then Aspen and Snowmass towns are completely different, but they're easily accessible from one to the other. So even if you're staying in Snowmass, you can still go in and experience the, the nightlife and the restaurants in Aspen. And both are family-friendly. Aspen's the old historic town, and that's where you'll find the majority of dining and shopping. Uh, Snowmass is designed with accommodations that line the ski runs, so it's considered 95% ski in, ski out. Do you both know what I mean when I say ski in, ski out? I do not. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad I asked the question. (laughs) So it means you can basically go to your door or go to one of the doors at the, you know, in your condo, open it up, put your skis on outside, ski down to the mountain, take the chairlift, and then at the end of the day, ski directly back to your room. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. Anyway, so I think that Snowmass takes the cake for being family friendly and for accessibility and for that ski in, ski out. And it also might be a little easier on the wallet, but when it comes to selecting somewhere to stay or a property, I would work with your travel provider to see what the best deals are uh, and to customize your selection. So it'll be based on whether, you know, do you want to have a kitchen? Do you want to cook? Um, Do you want that ski in, ski out feature? Do you want a hotel or hot tubs? And then what's your budget? But that being said, we do have something to suit everyone. Perfect. 
Well, our listeners know that I'm going to ask this question. Rob and I love to find out all the details on the food scene. Yes, so absolutely. Rob and I are food experts. So uh, what are some of the restaurants that every family needs to put on their must-visit list? Okay. So I'll start with Snowmass. And Snowmass, Venga Venga, it's slopeside and it's like Mexican, but they do this great guacamole where they make it, mix it for you at the table. El Poggio is one of my favorites in Snowmass. It's Italian food. The artisan is a mix and the stew pot is great for like hearty soups and salads and sandwiches. And then also for lunch, there's a Mid-Mountain Eatery at Elk Camp. Um, and it's not your typical like overpriced ski resort food with like French fries and chicken nuggets. It's actually really good quality, locally sourced, sustainable food. And this season, you can actually, if you download the Aspen Snowmass app, you can order food through your phone and go pick it up at a window. Nice. Okay, so yeah, that's a neat little feature. Aspen has over a hundred restaurants to choose from, oh, wow. um, and, but it's important to note right now that indoor dining is uh, it's limited capacity. So I would recommend making reservations, and that's for Snowmass too. But that being said, there's cuisine from all around the world. Some of my favorites are Jimmy's. Jimmy's is considered fierce American food. They have a killer mac and cheese, and it's a sophisticated restaurant, but it is family friendly. Losteria is Italian food and they great, make great homemade pastas. Mm. There is CP Burger, which is a fun one for families because it's connected to an ice skating rink and mini golf in the summer. And there's 520 Grill for burgers as well. And then lastly, I would say Brunelleschi's. They have a really cool program where kids can make their own pizza. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a bonus. I know that you guys just finished hosting the X Games. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys did that without a crowd for the first time. Yeah. In a normal year, what are some of the family-friendly events and festivals that are in the area? You mentioned that you have a, a heavy events calendar. So in a, if there is a normal anymore, in a normal year, what would, what would the events calendar look like? Well, we don't need normal. <laughs> We've actually <laughs> yeah. been really good at adapting to the situation. And I can give you some examples. So in the summer at Buttermilk Mountain, we did a drive-in movie theater. Right now on Snowmass Mountain, we put together a, an art installation called Luminescence, which is a light show. During the peak of the summer, I think it was July 4th, the town of Snowmass put on an ice cream antisocial, which was basically <laughs> like a little ice cream truck, like jitting around town and <laughs> families got a, got a kick out of that one. Yeah. But some of our regular events, and they will go ahead, the Snowmass Balloon Festival hmm. in the fall is just, it's a beautiful display of color. It's free. It's super fun for families. Uh, and then another one to keep an eye out for is the Labor Day Music Festival which is typically in the fall. Okay. So understanding the times that we're living in, what are, you mentioned uh, restrictions a while ago about reservations. What are, what are some of the other current COVID restrictions in place that visitors need to know about up front? That's a great question. The good news is that cases are finally trending downward. So we're just starting to see some of those restrictions being lifted. And the Aspen Skiing Company has been operating since the spring during the pandemic. So they've had, 
you know, they've had a chance to be able to fine tune a lot of those safety protocols. Mm -hmm. Uh, We offer contactless lodge delivery for lift tickets or their Aspen card. So basically, if they purchase their lift tickets at least seven days in advance, we will deliver it to their accommodations and keep them out of the ticket offices. We also have QR code pickup boxes outside of the ticket offices where people can scan their lift ticket order and grab their ticket that way. And the Aspen card has radio frequency technology in it. So it's hands-free. They just put it in their pocket and go direct to the lift. So the lift mazes have been adjusted to allow for distancing and people are required to wear masks in outdoor areas that are congested and then like indoors also. Um, There's tons of signage around communicating the expectations so that guests aren't caught off guard. In terms of loading lifts, people can stay with their households. They don't have to share. I already mentioned the mobile ordering for food. We also added tented structures that are heated for additional seating. And there's also picnic tables strategically placed around the mountain for anyone that's like got a sandwich, they want to sit down and have a quick lunch. Another quick example I can give you is our rental stores. They instituted this uh queuing virtually so that people don't have to wait in the stores. They'll get a notification when the tech's ready to go help them with their equipment. So luckily being outdoors and skiing and riding kind of lends itself to social distancing. Another requirement or Picking County uh, has requested that all visitors go online and complete an affidavit. And part of this is uh, also completing and receiving a negative COVID test within 72 hours of arrival. And you can visit pickingcounty.org for more information on that. Perfect. Well, hopefully those cases will still keep trending downward and we can stop talking about COVID. I know everybody would like that. (laughs) Yes. So, So last question. So what's some local information that families need to know when they visit Aspen? If they want to visit like a local, live like a local, what are some... What's some information they need? Okay. All right. Let me think. One that could catch you off guard in the summer months is do not leave any food scraps or any food in your vehicle. You might find that a hungry bear rips your vehicle (laughs) apart to shreds. Yikes. (laughs) That is one that you do not want to find out the hard way. No. (laughs) Uphill hikers. Uphill hikers have the right of way. Don't wear jeans to ski. (laughs) Okay, here's one. So at the very beginning, you mentioned celebrities, what Aspen's known for. Celebrities do come here and they come here to get away. So it's seen as faux pas to gawk or stare or ask for autographs or photographs. I also learned that the hard way many, many years ago. Um, And, you know, that being said, Aspen's not just for the wealthy Don't feed the celebrities. Don't leave any scraps for them to get. But, you know, Aspen's not just for the wealthy. It's for everyone. It really is. Duct tape to diamonds. And, you know, speaking of diamonds, there is one last thing that I wanted to mention, if we have time. Do we have time? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So the 75th birthday is going to be a big celebration for next season. And we are going to be selling early and late season lift tickets for the $75 rate, which is unheard of value. And then during the heart of the season, it's also going to be $75 with a rental through Four Mountain Sports. So to be able to access that, you just need to book through one of our select partners. There's also going to be a number of celebrations in resort. So there's more to come on this, but it's going to be an exciting year and we are looking forward to it. Sounds like the place to be. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, for more information on a visit to Aspen Snowmass, go to aspensnowmass.com or consult your friendly neighborhood travel agent. Sonia, thank you so much for your time and coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Well, that does it for this show and for the Embracing the Cold, Escaping the Cold series. Join us in two weeks as we talk theme parks and talk about the sweetest place on earth, Hershey Park. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Robin Danny.